When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Derek here with you today. Excited to be back. Seems like it's been a little bit, things have been a little bit crazy. We are remodeling our house and as those things usually go, it's taking longer than expected and we're spending more than I expected. So right now we're actually, because our kitchen is torn apart, our living room is, we don't have an oven or a stove. We are living in our trailer at our local KOA. (laughs) So we've been there for a few weeks. It's actually made me really grateful that we have the trailer. I mean, it's about the biggest size that you can get, which with my family, that's still pretty tight. But I'm definitely glad that we have it as an option to stay for a while. I've been a little bit congested this week. I don't know if you can tell. I had a couple coaching calls this morning. Nobody seemed to notice. So I'm guessing that I'm sounding mostly back to normal or I just didn't come across as clear on the phone. Today, I'm excited for today's episode. Maybe the headline drew you in. This episode was spurred by a couple conversations that I've had with some family members over the last few weeks. One was with my brother, Trevor, who shared some interesting studies with me about people's perceptions of being lucky and how it affects their life. The other was a conversation that I had with my brother-in-law, Skylar. So let me give some of the background and uh, to tell you a little bit about the research and studies that my brother Trevor told me about, and then uh, kind of give you some thoughts and how we can get more lucky in our lives or get lucky more, however you want to think of it. So there is a British psychology professor, Richard Wiseman, that has been studying the role of luck in people's lives. The way that he started, uh, you know, that he ventured into this topic for the first time was by looking at the difference in people that believed that they were lucky and those that believed that they were unlucky. And what he found is that people that believe that they are lucky also tend to be more extroverted. He found that they smile twice as often and that they have more eye contact with others. His conclusion from this study was essentially that uh, he said that their extrovertedness, if that's a word, led them to being more lucky. Or simply that because they were more extroverted, they had more conversations with people. They met more people. They were exposed to more opportunities than their introverted counterparts. In another experiment, again, ask people whether or not they considered themselves as being lucky. Then they were all asked to read a newspaper and count how many pictures were contained in it. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but the unlucky people took about two minutes to go through and count up all the pictures. The lucky people or people that considered themselves to be lucky only took a few seconds. Why? 
because on the second page of the paper, there was a large message that said, stop counting. There are 43 pictures in this newspaper. The lucky people were observant enough to see it. So this study, along with others, helped Professor Wiseman to come up with the conclusion that lucky people in general are more observant. They're more open to new ideas, and they are also more optimistic in general. Isn't that interesting? But it makes sense. If any of you have read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, you'll know a little bit about what I'm talking about here. This is a book written in 1937. So what, almost 80 years old? Napoleon is said to have studied many individuals over a 20-year period that had amassed personal fortunes. And he studied their habits, their practices and beliefs, and uh, he wrote this book based around them. I read this book during dental school, and I really enjoyed it. There were definitely parts that I thought were a little bit uh, kooky, but I'm okay with that. A big idea in the book is simply belief. Your belief that you can accomplish or achieve something is one of the most important aspects or determinants in whether or not you will actually accomplish or achieve it. If you've ever read the book or watched the documentary, uh, The Secret, which is actually on Netflix, there is definitely a part of that in there as well. Although, in my opinion, it kind of takes it to the next level. It's been several years since I watched it, but it essentially says that you can tell the universe what you want in your life and you can basically will it into existence. If you want to get a check in the mail, you can tell the universe and it will happen. If you want to find a close parking spot at the grocery store, you can tell the universe and it will happen. Much of it seems very strange and silly to me. But at the same time, I think there's valid points in it. I believe that these people, because they are saying these things, they're manifesting these things, they are changing their perspective where they're seeing these positive things in their lives because they're looking for them. They're looking for the shortcut in the newspaper instead of being, you know, rote machines doing their daily chores, just accomplishing tasks. And if you think about it, don't we do the same things when we set goals? We write them down. You hear a lot of people say, write down your goals and, and recite them every morning when you wake up. Share them with other people. Well, isn't that kind of the same thing? We're, we're trying to manifest to the world what we want. The difference, in, in my opinion, is that we are making the connection that we're creating the path that is in front of us. I was talking to my brother-in-law, Skyler, and he was telling me about some of the entrepreneurship opportunities that have come his way that he's seen success with. Uh, a couple of them have been in real estate. And when we're talking about it, he thanked me for sharing my experiences with him and answering questions when, when he's had them about real estate. He said that he thought that he wouldn't have been ready to jump on the opportunity if it hadn't been for our relationship and our conversations. Of course, this was very kind of him, but you know, I pointed out to him that it really was because of him being proactive, seeing that there could be opportunity in the future and, and taking action to put himself in a good position so that he was ready. The reality is we all get in places where we're at because of examples around us, 
and because of ourselves being proactive. There's definitely times that we will stumble upon opportunities because we're in the right place at the right time. If we've put in the necessary preparation beforehand to put ourselves in a good position to be ready, we can jump on those opportunities. A couple of years ago, I wrote an article about uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA championship in 2019. If you think back and uh, you know you can remember that, or even if you're not an NBA fan, I'll kind of give you a summary of that. NBA Finals, the Raptors were playing against the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors had won three out of the last four years in the NBA Finals. It was, it was their fifth straight NBA Finals appearance. The Raptors had never in the team's entire history had never been to the NBA Finals. Even beyond that, a few weeks earlier, they were only one game away from elimination by the Sixers. So there they are in the finals. Kevin Durant on the Warriors ruptures his Achilles tendon. He ends up only playing a few minutes during the entire series. Clay Thompson tore his ACL. The Raptors ended up winning. Reasonably, some people argued that even though the Raptors won, the Warriors were a better team. But I guess that's my point entirely here is, and, and it was at that time too, sometimes the chips just fall where they do and it favors one person or team over another. It was only because the Raptors fought to get themselves in that position that they ended up with the title. So really, we never know what's coming ahead. All we can do is take advantage of the opportunities in front of us today. So how can you get more lucky? Well, if we take advice from some of these things that I've talked about so far, those things would include being open-minded. Allow yourself to think of things and be open to suggestions that other people give. Even if they're horrible suggestions or, you know, what you think are horrible suggestions, if you can train your mind to accept those suggestions and to actually try and think how things would play out or how you could make that alternative work and and to play out. Just being able to run through that in your mind is going to start to allow you to be more open-minded. And the more open-minded you are, the more successful you're likely to be. You got to think of it. I've kind of talked about casting a wide fishing net. And I've used it in the process of hiring. The more people you can attract, the wider you can cast that net, the more likely you are to catch a big fish or to get something that you're happy with. And it's the same thing here, but almost in a cognitive way, where if you can be open-minded and allow yourself to see a hundred ideas and to choose the best one, you're going to end up way better off than if you only accepted two or three ideas and then chose the top one. So push yourself to become more open-minded. Do things differently. Even by trying to get yourself to do something different this week than you've ever done before. It could be even something as simple as driving a different route to get to work or riding your bike to work. It could be cooking a new food that you've never had, trying a new sport, trying a new material in a procedure or something like that. There's a lot of different ways that you can try new things. And when you're able to do that, it's going to open your mind and allow you to see other opportunities that you wouldn't necessarily 
have otherwise. And the last one is to be positive and to recognize that the majority of what goes on around you every day is within your control. If you choose to see it that way, you could look at everything around you and recognize everything that you don't have control of, but that won't help you. It won't. So recognize what you do have control over. And once you start focusing on that, you'll see how much you really do have control over. Even if there's something that you think that you might not have control over, like maybe your employee's attitude or an outcome with a patient, start to brainstorm. Allow yourself to be open-minded and to think through, oh, how could I have played that out differently to possibly get a different result? But the more that you train yourself to do that, you will recognize that you do have an extreme amount of control about what goes on in your life. And when you do that, you can start working to uh, put that to use and put yourself in a better place. Seriously, guys, we are so fortunate. We live in a great time. We have an amazing profession that is just full of opportunities. So decide what your future will be. Decide what your luck is going to be. And then determine a plan to make it happen. So hope this was helpful to you guys. Hope that you can are able to change. And I would love to hear any of your experiences as you go through this. Feel free to post it on our Facebook page or send me an email, Derek at thelifestylepractice.com. So have a great week, everyone. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. Till I'm at the top